Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Before we get started today, the message of the week before I bring my guests on, this is something I uh, actually, I'm going to paraphrase because I wasn't writing it down. My guests and I, uh, we met in the uh, the fabulous halls of Clubhouse, <laughs> mm-hmm. probably back in like January. And we were in a great uh, room with with a dear friend of both of ours, uh, Dr. Lance Knob. Um, we were talking about marketing and, and you'll have to correct me uh, if I if I kind of butcher this a little bit, but someone was talking about marketing versus branding. And I believe you said um, marketing, as I understand it, is is information that leads to sales because there was some confusion about that. I don't know if you remember that. But we'll kind of dissect that uh, right. through the course of the of the show. It stuck with me though, and I, I I put it out as a question on Twitter, kind of like marketing versus branding, go and got some very interesting results. Um, but with that, I'd like to welcome to the show Ryan Girardi. He's got he's man many many talents and and interests. Um, but we came to know each other again um, in in the the odd space known as clubhouse um which we still continue to use so you know Mm -hmm. it petered it petered down a little bit and lost some interest but but lance is carrying the torch strong (laughs) solid doesn't miss a beat um and then you know uh gone on to uh collaborate on a couple things together ryan himself uh host a couple a number of shows uh, but i had the uh fortune and pleasure of being on auto conversion a couple times and we'll talk about that as we go on too but just for starters, let's uh, let's give everybody a little background and how uh, someone like yourself, uh, similar to me, coming from like a very mixed and, and very background interest in in you know creative endeavors, at athletics and martial arts and and all these things, and for you like the auto industry, um, came to to this understanding of marketing and digital media, which has always fascinated me. Um, and and upon meeting you, was like. I'm going to hang around this guy. Awesome. He's, do, he's doing some cool stuff. I like it. I like it. Well, the feeling's mutual and it's great to be here. Thank you for having me because I know uh, you're, you got a lot going on. So I, I said to Lance, what's the best way to communicate with Jeremiah? And he said, probably text. So I'm like texting the guy. Yes, it's true. It is I, true. I agree. I'm, I'm still old school that way. It's funny, like thinking of communication and marketing and connecting with people. It just comes from so many angles now. And I'm working with like, multiple generations of people where there's guys like I'm one guy that I'm like entrenched in this business with, he's almost 80, you know? So awesome. he'll like, he'll like put a letter in a dove and fly it by my <laughs> restaurant and drop it off. Like literally you do that? You know? he's like old school. He's Lord old of school. the rings. <laughs> Seriously, man. No, he's like this old school Irish guy. He actually, he was my very first guest. Um, on, on this show, my first uh, my first episode was with him, and like he's just old school New York, and he's just like I'll be walking down Prospect Ave around one o'clock. Where are you gonna be? And we like go and meet at like the picnic tables across from the fire station, and we talk like this, about, you know, cover our lips so the kids <laughs> put the briefcase to the side yeah. and switch it around. Oh, like, and then all the way to like. I'm working with some kids that are like Gen Z age and all they do is DM. Like you cannot, I don't have any of their phone numbers. I don't even think they have phones. They just have like devices. Snapchat or Instagram. Dude, yeah. It's messaging. crazy. Yeah. yeah. DMs. D- and like one guy, he'll DM me on every app. He's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'll get it. Like he'll start the conversation here and then he'll take it over there. It's just a trip. It's just coming uh, out of I everywhere. Have- I have a couple like that. I use Slack for the business uh, to coordinate with my kind of power users. Yeah. Uh, And you're not in there yet, but hopefully you will be soon. But yeah, I get a lot of like, I'll have one guy message me in Slack and then five minutes later, send me something else on text. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, all right. Uh, I'd prefer to just keep it all in one place. But, you know, I thought it was interesting what you said about Clubhouse because uh, I I got invited into it uh, back in December, January, mm-hmm. and after about two or three weeks, I'm like, I'm not doing this. This is a time <laughs> suck. Like everyone's just, it was like moths just c- coming to a light fixture at night. It was, yep. And I and I immediately was like, I'm turning notifications off. I committed to Lance's weekly clubhouse, and mm-hmm. that's it. Now, if someone wants to invite me to come onto a clubhouse to be a panel speaker, I'll. I'll coordinate around that, but 
you know, to go there because, you know, I got to, I got to have a chance to talk or learn a bunch of stuff. Like, nope, I'm out. So I don't know the state of, of clubhouse at all. I, I don't know other than the weekly one. Well, I, I think it was like what you said. It was like moss to the light at first. And that started to wane around April, you know, and, and Twitter was creating competition for them with Twitter spaces. And there were a couple other, uh, I think Facebook is now doing something very sure. similar to that. Um, and, and it just kind of dissipated. And, and, and a lot of people that thought they were going to get rich and famous or get noticed off of it, like they lost steam. I'm a clubhouse influencer. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm getting a contract. Everybody was, they were like monetizing and you could, t- yeah. you could get tips and everything. I think that, that just kind of like the, the air uh, seeped out of that. And then you got to see who was really, you know, committed and use it, using it as like a long-term tool. And I think Lance has been, again, like a real torchbearer in terms of that. Uh, right. Even even a room that I was co-moderating with some friends just on content creation, um, the timing just got really tight for everybody. And so we made it up until like May and then it just kind of like petered out. And now mm-hmm. we're doing just like scheduled rooms, you know, and kind of we the plan is to go back and forth between Twitter spaces and um, and Clubhouse. Okay. But like you said, like invite a panelist on and, and like really schedule it and lock it in and promote it. It's it's, you know, otherwise you're kind of wasting your time. Clubhouse removed a lot of friction. Uh, you know, I think as you see, when you come onto my programs or even coming onto your podcast, there's a little bit of friction. Yeah, and, of course. And from, from my shows, you know, I'm doing artwork, blog spread, tagging in social media. I do a lot of pr- pr- um, pre-show mm-hmm. um, activities. And so, yes, there's a lot of friction. I used to use Zoom. Now I use StreamYard. So there's technology in there. Video creates friction. So, yeah, Clubhouse just uh, just literally took the walls down of friction. And like social media, like anything, if everybody can do it, then everybody will do it. And it become, it loses its novelty. So in that sense, friction is good. One of my favorite analogies with friction is, is what makes a car move. And nobody can answer the question right. So let me pose it to you. What makes a car go forward? Mm. What makes, well, it is friction. It's the, the friction of the rubber on the, on the pavement road, yeah. or the dirt or whatever. Because if, if you don't create that friction, you're on like slippery ice. Well, you'll you're go somewhere. Just, well, you, you, you might go somewhere, just maybe not where you want to go. <laughs> yeah. And like a sports car, if you look, if you watch racing, it's all about having control of the road, yeah. right? It's yeah. that friction that's created. So you know, a little friction can go can go a long way. Can I clarify your paraphrase about marketing? Because yes, I know what you're talking about. You know, I, I, I'm just doing my best for memory because yeah. this is a while ago. This is like a couple months ago when you said that. Well, it all started for me when I wrote an article about sales versus marketing. And I actually had it backwards. And I referenced my mom in the post because uh, my mom, as, as, a, as, a, as a child, as growing up, she's, she always said, you'd be so good at sales. You should pursue sales. And I wrote this article about sales and marketing. And, I, and since I referenced her, I sent it to her. And she replied back and she said, sales is a function of marketing, not the other way around. And I was like, oh, actually, you're right. So I had to like t- redo the article or take it down. But And then I had... I, I'm. I've kind of befriended a what I'd call a real guru in sales years ago. And what he did is he, he put sales in a subcategory of client services. And that changed the whole, my whole paradigm to thinking about sales. The sales should be about, about listening and hearing what people's pains are and how you can solve them and fix them. And if that happens to be a product that you sell, then great. But you know, it's, you're still, it's an act of service. So I kind of have developed this new, I guess, uh, pr- principle or, or mo- I don't know if you call it a mantra that marketing is to me is like an umbrella. If you look up the definition of marketing, it's defined as the process by which goods and services are, uh, are bought and sold into a market. That's the definition of marketing. So if you take a, that's what a business is. A business does that. Whether it's a profit or nonprofit, that's what a business does. And so everything a business does is marketing. And that includes human resources and the employee, you know, the employer-employee experience, your contractors. I think it involves that. Obviously, client services and sales is in that. So marketing just has become one of these terms that's actually really ambiguous. And people often say, I think we need more marketing. 
And I have, and that's when I instantly know, okay, what are they actually saying here? Yeah. Do you need more branding and awareness? Do you need more demand generation? What is it that you actually need? So hopefully that clarifies that. And, and I knew you were going to drop some fire related to that. And I hope you all had your pen and pencil ready to write down uh, what he just said. We'll, we'll rewind it after the show. And, yeah, hit pause uh, and go back. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'm going to cut that little. I guarantee you that's going to be like 10 social media posts in the coming weeks. Um, the context that it came up in was um, it, it, someone was talking about um, using social media as marketing and, and you hopped in and you were like, well, what does that actually mean? Like, are you talking about just posting about your business? Like, that's not necessarily marketing in, in, in the sense of what you're looking for. And you were like digging for that. Like, what do you actually mean? What is it that you need? You know, like if you're just trying to build awareness, yeah, great. But that's more like branding where you're just like storytelling. Like if there's no real call to action that leads directly to a sale, like if you can't attach that piece of content to like Billy, you know, saw this and bought our product or service, then is it really marketing or is it branding or some other function of, of client services as you would? There are plenty of businesses that you would never know of. And I wouldn't even know of them that are mega million billion dollar businesses and their marketing doesn't start with social media. And I think so many people in our, maybe in our circles, there's this big, uh, going back to the moth and, and light analogy, there's just this big attraction that social media is like free marketing. And, and people actually think that if they spend a bunch of time posting and interacting in social media, that they're marketing. And they're, what you're really doing is spending time and you're, you're doing an activity that does have some, does have some return. But, you know, going on social media, people, I've heard people say, I've I got to post every day or I'm not doing a good job. And so, yeah, just a ton of misconceptions. And, and, and that's what it is. It's misconceptions about what you're actually doing and you're, as opposed to maybe focusing on your business itself. So what do you think they are doing when they're like posting every day? What would you, cons- what would, what do you call that? Um, I, I that, there's no, there's no absolutes, right? So it could be different for everybody, but I will say this, I think, if you know the book uh, Drive by Daniel Pink. I don't. Uh, if you know Daniel Pink, what he does is he takes academic uh, research, which is very difficult to understand and, and break down, and he breaks it down and puts it into layman's. And in his book Drive, which I read a few years ago, what he explains is we're in kind of the third uh, stage of humankind. And the first stage was survival, right? It was, it was eat, sleep, reproduce, and don't die. That's, that's <laughs> right. what was the point was. You know? <laughs> then, we, then we got at things like agriculture and civilizations and societies. And so, you, you know, you, maybe you, that afforded us some more luxuries and freedoms. But it was still, even thinking of our country just 100 years ago, the, even into the 30s, I mean, we had to work hard to mm. exist and yeah. survive. But now we don't. You know, now your kids, it's like, hey, let's go to the grocery store so we can get food for a few days. Oh, I don't really want to do that. Like, like, come on, really? So we're, we're in such a different place where we're not trying to survive. We're not trying to not die so much per se. I mean, that's arguable these days. But <laughs> what he broke down were three things. And this is academic. This isn't his philosophy. <laughs> what he broke down is that everyone, everyone really in today's day and age needs and wants, needs three things. And one of it, it starts with autonomy. We all want the freedom and liberties to do what we want to do. And we live in a world where we have a ton of autonomy, uh, especially in the free world. The other one was recognition. We want to be recognized for who we are, what we stand for, what we do, right? How many people, you know, feel unappreciated and not recognized, you know, in their work? I mean, that's, there's that. And the third thing is influence, we want to feel like we're making an impact and influencing people. So that's where we are today. So I think to answer your question, what are most people doing on, on social media? They're exercising their, their autonomy because no one can stop them from doing it. And they're screaming and, and wanting to be heard and recognized for what they do. Hey, look how much weight I lost in the past year. Look at what I accomplished here. Look what my team accomplished there. Look, 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 look. I need all this recognition. 
and they and then they want to feel like they're making influence. So if you hit that like button and hit that comment, it's like, all right, I'm making an impact here. So yeah, social media just feeds that lowest, basest mm. desires that we have. And it actually, I think, distracts us from what we really need to do. So social media is, it's a freaking drug, man. It's like cocaine or crack. It's a drug that many people just can't resist. They can't get off of it. And they actually think they're going somewhere half the time. Which is part of the reason why it's effective for some people, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other thing. What <laughs> yeah. is your strategy? Like, yeah. you know, I, um, I've removed social media so much from my life over the past couple of years. Uh, and I'm, I'm still just as busy, just as growing, right. like nothing's yeah. really changed. Yeah. I've lost touch with a few people. But I could change that by calling them. E- text you know, I message. Could change that. Yes, text, text message. message. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We're going to take our first break. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. everybody welcome back if you're just tuning in you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox today we're swimming all the way to chicago talking to my buddy brian girardi we met in the close quarters of clubhouse with dr lance knob uh both co-panelists uh in lance's awesome room that happens every thursday 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and the hot seat. Jumping in the hot seat. The hot seat. It's get on, get in the hot seat. Great, great, just banter, camaraderie, marketing, business, all things entrepreneurship related. And um, we were talking in the last segment about uh, marketing and social media and, and maybe some of the misconceptions on what marketing is and the function that social media serves um, in, in the context of your goals, especially as a business owner, entrepreneur, or marketer. Um, and, you know, Brian, you were just saying, like, over the last couple of years, you really dialed back your your usage of uh, social media. You're equally as busy, if not busier, uh, necessarily. Um, and and it allows you more time to live in the real world um, and, and pursue uh, some of your interests. Um, and those include uh, some outdoors time. I, you do these really great videos from different parts of like mm-hmm. the Midwest or upper Midwest or wherever you're like in North Dakota on some like yeah. crazy lake or yeah. something. Um, 
but you're also a black belt in Taekwondo. I did not know that. Yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that. I, I, I do. I do. Anytime I can rope martial arts into the show, the, yeah. my listeners know this is all about the martial arts for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Tell us more, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. You know, unfortunately, I, ha- I don't have my second degree. Um, and as you know, in martial arts, uh, your first degree black belt is it's it's almost like a high school education. It's kind of the beginning. Yeah, uh, it really kicks in. And, when, you know, when you get, you know, your second, your third, um, it's been 10 years since I got my black belt. Yep. And, you know, a, a, everything that I learned and, you know, through that process, through that three plus year process sticks with me today, mm-hmm. uh, mental, spiritual and physical as well. Um, do I, you know, do I um, do I feel invincible become a black belt? Absolutely not. However, if you're not a black belt, then, you know, keep your mouth shut. Right. <laughs> um, but it's more than that. It's it's definitely more yeah. than self-defense. It's so much more. And so I I really respect, you know, your dedication to jiu-jitsu. And hey, you just opened up your own like jiu-jitsu studio, right? Yeah, I've got a little like fitness and martial arts studio. Um, you know, so it, talking about uh, you know, listening to people and what, you know, people's pain points are. Um, so many schools around us closed. And uh, many of them permanently not to reopen. So like the main school that was in our area shut down, the one that I had been going to for nearly five years, um, no, no sign of a reopen. Um, and everybody kind of broke up into these little cells, like the people that were really dedicated and wanted to continue training. Like throughout the pandemic, we like teamed up. And at first, the, the groups were quite small, maybe like four people that all lived like most of us lived nearly on the same block, mm-hmm. you know, and we were keeping cl- close quarters. Nobody was like going into work or commuting or anything like that. So we continued to train and then as things opened up, it, the, the group grew. And I think there were probably like three different groups that kind of like stuck together and maybe have about like 10 or 12 people. Um, so that was one part of it. And we were, we were uh, this, there was an office space in the building that I live in that was not being used. So the landlord was like, go ahead, you can use it. And like, not charging me any rent. Dude's like super cool. Great landlord. He's been on the show too. Saber Mustafa. He's really awesome. Um, and, uh, as time went on more and more people that did not train before who, who picked up, uh, some COVID-19, uh, pounds, where they were like, I need to do something, man. And, I, you know, I was doing a lot of, you know, just talking about like the usage of social media. Um, you know, I found it to be like really good as an inadvertent lead generator, kind of like top of the funnel uh, lead generator, where I was just posting videos of what I was doing daily, mainly because like a lot of people that I used to train with didn't know what to do. I mean, people like stop me constantly on the street that, you know, in front of my restaurant and like, man, I want to keep training. I just don't know what to do. If I don't have like an instructor in a facility, like people that were like less motivated to do it on their own. Mm. And I was like, well, listen, I can't, you know, I can't hold your hand and walk you through. Like I was busy working all day, every day, but I was like, I'm just going to post these videos and just use that as a springboard to kind of do your own thing. And that worked. It kept some people, a lot of people were like, thank you. It kept me training like throughout, but then people that didn't train. So I'm like, man, you're, you know, you're doing really great stuff. You're in shape. Like I want to be like that. Can you, can you help me? Um, so I started to pick up like one or two private people, just like people that just wanted to get healthy, you know, wanted to not necessarily do martial arts, uh, but I kind of always drop a little bit of that in there. Um, and then it just kept growing and, you know, it was cold outside and it was raining and like, we needed this indoor space. So I started to talk to the landlord and he was like, yeah, that office space is not going to be utilized again. And over time we just like kind of struck a deal and I like matted it out and got some equipment and everything. And now it's like, fully operational. And I've got people, I'm doing three sessions today. I did an eight o'clock session, a nine o'clock session. And as soon as we got off, get off, I've got another one where wow. I'm just like, these are training. like one-on-one sessions. Some are private and some are small group. Like I had a group of a uh, group of three at nine o'clock today. So there were, you know, there were four of us total. Um, after this will be a group of four also, but my first one today was a private. So it's mixed um, small group and, uh, and one-on-one and uh, yeah, it's just like, it just happened because people wanted it and people needed it, you know, and, and I just happened to be doing it already. Uh, I had no intention of really doing that, you know, it just kind of happened. And I just listened to the, listened to the wind and, and hopped on it. 
Now, when you make a, a commitment like that, mm-hmm. are you looking at it as a, as a business? You're looking at it as yeah. a business, right? I treat, I treat everything as a business. I okay. I was going to say like, that's time. You got to, there has to be a, a business model there that, that you can yeah. get. Well, you know, I was fortunate because um, the school that I trained at, I also was a teacher there and um, it, it was it was a neighboring business to mine. Um, I'm sitting in my restaurant right now. It's just a couple doors down. Um, and, I, you know, I was uh, friendly with the owners and, and we would talk shop a lot. Um, they would ask me questions about my business. I got to ask them questions about theirs. Um, and, and so I got to see the inner workings of what, which is a quite different model than what I'm used to. I'm used to retail and service um, yeah. and, and entertainment. You know, I was in music for a long time. So, I kind of, you know, just different ways of, of uh, charging and, and bringing in revenue. But it's a much different model when you're doing like more of a subscription-based model, which you're familiar with. We can talk more about that. Uh, we're going to take another break in a minute. We can talk more about that then. But um, so I, I at least got to see a little bit of the inner workings of it. And, um, they, you know, I was onboarding like new uh, new students and everything. I was helping out with that. So there were certain parts of the business I was participating in that, that helped me have more confidence in doing something like this on my own. Like if I hadn't done that, I, I don't know that I would be yeah. taking steps. Hey, but it was that, just- that's the American dream. You're doing something you're passionate about and you made a business out of it. Yeah. That is the American dream. So, but I, congrats, I man. thank congrats. you. Appreciate it. But like literally like these days, I just think of everything as a business, like this yeah. show I think of as, as a business, social media, I think of as, as a business. I treat it all the same way. I, I think they call it entrepreneurialism. I've heard that. It's so <laughs> funny. Cause like the first time a guy called me, this guy was like, I was in our wine store. This was maybe like 10 years ago and, and a little more than 10 years ago, we were doing our first pop-up. It was a wine bar where this coffee shop used to be. And, um, we were, we were just starting to promote it. And this guy was in, I was behind the counter in the wine store. This guy's in there talking to me about it and like asking all these questions and I'm saying all this stuff. And he's like, well, you're just a regular entrepreneur, aren't you? And I was like, why are you calling me names? Like, I thought it was an insult. I didn't even know what it meant. I was just like, it's funny. Cause now it's like such a buzzword, but at the time, you know, I was whatever in my, my, my mid thirties, like, I didn't know what that meant. We didn't talk about that in high school. It wasn't a, a course in college. You know, there was no, there were no hashtags, you know, to, to inform you. Well, yeah. And I was just like, I was like, what do you mean, man? And then, you know, I, he, he just kind of looked at me odd and I was like, I don't know what just happened. And then like, I don't know, I looked it up. This is, you know, I had to go to the actual dictionary. Wow. <laughs> you know, not so even like doing Google. these things. We didn't know what it was. And then even after, um, you know, becoming aware of what it, what the word meant and, and other having these conversations with people, I still wasn't completely convinced. And then like talking to a few people, they're like, they like brought it out of me. They were like, yeah. well, you're an entrepreneur. And I was like, okay, I guess I am. <laughs> well, like anything, it's a label. I, I, de- yeah. I define entrepreneurialism as taking uh, other people's money and making a business out of that. But that's, I mean, that's one way to be, yeah. I mean, what you're doing, there's bootstrapping. That's a form of entrepreneurialism. There's solopreneuring. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have reservations about having a corporate, a corporate business. And I think that I seem more motivated to, I don't want to have a business that, you know, dies when I die. I do want yeah. to create something that lives beyond me. Um, but by the same token, you know, corporations, I mean, look at Google, Google set out to be the, the corporation of the future. And to some degree they are, but if you listen to Seth Godin, he made a great point the other day. He said, the problem with Google is that, Everybody working there, the general population working there, it's just a job for them. They're not going to go. They're not going to take chances. They're not going to go out on a limb. They're not going to risk the, the comfort okay. of the job. Well, that's not what a, that's not what a, a, an up and coming company is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the curse that all big companies fall into. There's no way to avoid it. Yeah, and I think the people that are really willing to make the risk are a very small percentage of the population. Um, And I think most companies are not full of them. And I think a lot of people like I've always been that person. I don't want to, I don't want to work for somebody else. It makes it hard to work for a company because the nature of a, of a corporation and not just mean a a public, you know, publicly traded company, but the nature of an, of an S corp or a, a business is that people are like widgets. They're interchangeable and you can make more money as a business by putting a put a person in that spot. That's the, that's what yeah. a business is. So yeah, putting someone with an entrepreneurial spirit, like you or me in that seat, it just blows up good. at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's no more 
corporation. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to take another break. and we come back, we are going to talk about your company and your, your legacy. So hang tight, everybody. <laughs> Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. everybody welcome back we're gonna hop right back into the hot seat with brian girardi and i just want you to tell everybody please what is auto conversion all about sure well sure. i'll sum it up in three words media advertising and technology beautiful yeah and i could elaborate on that but i'll let you ask the question no go ahead elaborate <laughs> this is your um, this is your time to shine baby you know <laughs> i would say Auto conversion is probably in its third cycle of life. I actually started the business initially by that name in 2000 and actually 2008 because the original name, remember a thing called Web 2.0? Yeah, <laughs> I do. So I, actually, the original name of the company was Web and the number two ologies. It was Web 2 ologies. Yeah. Okay. This is before like Facebook and Twitter yeah. and social media were really what they were. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. I was running a software company and I just, I was, I was like, I need to have my own business. So I started this company called web Twologies, and I, I really didn't have a game plan, believe it or not. I was just like, I'm just going to be a consultant for a while. And I immediately got into blogging and SEO. And this was early two, this is like 2007. Right. Mm. So, and I was in the car business so at that time, I couldn't knock on a dealer's door and say, hey, you want to buy a blog? Because they, they would literally like give me the finger and be like, get the hell out of here. But I could sell search engine optimization because that was big. Yeah. Uh, you know, search marketing was, was, was kind of like, oh, I need to be on Google. And so I had a formula that I had uh, learned and developed uh, very quickly from blogging because I had just gotten into blogging. And yeah, I would go into a dealer and say, hey, let's do some searches. I'm like, I don't see you here. Um, but for a few thousand a month, I can get you here pretty quickly. And I would, I would set the bar a little low. I'd say like, I need like four to six months, but usually within uh, two to three months, I'd have them dominating. See some results. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, 
you know, that was kind of my first foray into the business. But then, then I took a step back and what am I really doing here? What's what's my goal? And I I, I kind of came up with this idea that I was going to help people with technology because I just have a natural knack for technology. I've always been kind of I'm actually not that into dongles and gadgets, but I do have a knack for technology. And so I started embracing permission marketing. Uh, you know, double opt-in email marketing, which was mm-hmm. kind of new at the time. I started dabbling into social media a little bit, but I really focused on blogging. And so very quickly, I just kind of came up with the idea, we were going to help you with media, advertising, and technology. Advertising, you know, what is it? You, you could say it's paid placement for commercial messages in uh, some sort of just uh, dis- you know destination, right? It's advertising's paid placement. So I use the term advertising because people understand that. But ultimately, I'm I'm more focused on helping people with public relations, mm-hmm. uh, which is a form of advertising. Uh, it's a form of marketing, if you will. So going back to the marketing umbrella, right? Everything yeah. falls under marketing. So advertising is a form. You know, it's a form. It's probably a top form of marketing. Branding is a form of advertising. So public relations is a form of advertising. Um, And then there's a technology aspect. Um, Technology weighs people down. It holds people back. Um, And so I kind of tried to develop a business model that says, I'll focus on the technology. You focus on being you. And and that's who we're after. People that, that really... The minute someone says, I want to start a podcast, what service should I use? How do I edit? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like... Actually, that's the easy part. <laughs> like, right? You don't even need to worry about that. The, the yeah. hard part is, you know, your time and your guests and what you're doing and why and and awareness. Outfits. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the easy part's the technology. Yeah, right. Which is funny because people do. I was having this conversation last night. Same thing, and someone was like, you know, do I need to get on a radio station? Do I, you know, what what you know, where do I need to house it? Do I do I do I put the show on my website? And I was like, that's, you're getting way ahead of yourself there. Yeah. That's Just like, start making some episodes yeah. and go from there. My first podcast, my first endeavor in a podcast was shortly after getting into blogging. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was like 2007 and I made six episodes about every two weeks and I still have them. I took, I quit real fast. I quit after six <laughs> episodes and listening to those episodes is so painful. Yeah, it is so hard to listen to those, and it took me ten years to make to to crack back at it. Yeah, and you know, and now you gotta I, go through it though. It's you like do, me, you, you know, I've still got like some of the earliest music recordings I ever did. You know, and it's just like, ooh, yeah, ah, and it's out there. <laughs> you know, it's it's out there, but you have to you, you got to crawl before you can walk. And that, that's creativity. Like every, you know, for me, it's art. I, I tell people, they're like, what do you do? Well, I'm not a starving artist, yeah. but I, but I, it is for me, it's art and business is just the monetization. Yeah. And I had this conversation a, a few shows ago um, with uh, Alicia Butler Pierre. She was on the show and, and she's a, you know, ultra on, female entrepreneur, really impressive. And we were talking about that, how like, you, you know, you were saying it like we, you didn't know what you were doing. Like entrepreneurs are creative and often coming from like artistic backgrounds. Like I was an artist and ended up in a business. I'm, you know, I have two music degrees, you know, and a, and a restaurant, like I've always been in, in the culinary arts and everything. And we, we like to just make things, you know, and that's how businesses are born and, and it's messy and we don't care. Like, we just don't care. <laughs> you know, we, none of that bothers us. <laughs> well, you start caring once you're not doing what you got signed up for. Or, yeah. or you start losing money, then, and the ones that really like step up are the ones who, who figure those components out and start to understand marketing, advertising, scale, you know, all these things. And, and yeah. for me, it was out of necessity that my back was against the wall. And I was just like, I'm going to lose. I'd already lost one business, you know, sold one. And I was like, I'm going to lose another one if I don't do something, you know? And so I just had to like hit the books and, and really start to like listen to, listen to podcasts, of, you know, of successful people reading blogs and, and things like that. And I think every together. successful, uh, whether it's an entrepreneur or whoever, everyone with, uh, you know, with uh, some acclaimed level of success has had their back against the wall. Yeah, sure. At least once, probably more times. And, and probably failed. Like, yeah. Well, you, yeah. You want, you want that leader to have some failures because they know, like, if you haven't had any, man, I don't know, it's coming your way. And I don't know if I want to follow you. I want the guy <laughs> that like got knocked down and got back up. You know, that boxer that like, 
got yeah. his chin rocked, you know, count was on, he stood back up and he finished the fight. That's, yeah. that's who I want to follow. Well, it's like the, it's like the baseball or basketball team that goes undefeated. How often do they win the championship? Almost right. never. Cause they didn't <laughs> right. lose. Yes. And they lose at the wrong time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you, I know you do a few shows and we can talk about a, those a little bit more in the offerings in the next segment, but, um, you know, I've had the, the pleasure of being on auto conversion a couple of times. This is a really great format. I think it's a little bit different where it's, it is. it's almost panel like where you have, you know, you start, are they all the same way where it's like the first half hour is like two different guests interview format, you're multi-streaming. So you're, you're, you're hitting a number of different platforms all with the, with one, with one push of a button. Yeah. Um, my philosophy on all that is, uh, cause you know, we all are familiar with webinars, webinar marketing. How's a webinar work? Okay. You put together a sign up page and you know, a hundred or 500 or a thousand people sign up and most of the people aren't going to show. It's usually about half show. Mm-hmm. And then some people bail out or they're on their computers and distracted. And it's usually a guy with his video camera on with a slideshow. And he's, he shows you the slideshow and he talks through it. You know, and, and then it's like, hey, guys, here's the recording. Here's the slide. That's corporate webinar marketing. And why do they do it? Well, because people fork over the information and then they can call and try to book a demo with you. And I know the metrics, it works, right? About 30% of people that register are going to probably end up in as, as qualified leads. And 10% of those you will, you'll turn to a sale if you've got a good process. Okay. Everybody does that, you know, no big deal. Um, I started getting into more of that show concept where you break it into segments um, and so the formula that I've, I like to run with is I have one interview segment, which is about 15 minutes. I have a panel segment, which is about, 20, about 30 minutes. Um, and then I do, I like to experiment with things. So like you're going to come on in September and grab the 10 minute health and wellness segment. So I like to call that a mini breakout session. You have 10 minutes. The floor is yours. What are you going to give us that's, you know, knowing the audience, what are you going to give us? I'm going to be on camera with you, but it's your delivery. It's your thing. Yeah. Um, I, I like doing debates. I like, I used to have like what's called mm. the two minute drill down debate. It was, I launched it when COVID the pandemic started hitting. So we had some awesome, just really cool debates. Some battles. Um, I like that. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things you can do. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I do two shows. I have the mobility tech and connectivity show. Uh, it's a long name. I call it the MTC show and it's a live stream and I break it into segments just like that. I do discussion panels and interviews and special news segments and stuff like that. It is live streamed. I only stream to YouTube uh, at this stage. I don't, I don't yeah. really get into Facebook or any other streaming. And it's for me, it's a recording session. It's a live stream, but I actually unlisted after I, once I have five, uh, live episodes, I start, I unlist the oldest one. So I only have five recordings available and it's really just so I have something to reference, but when they're unlisted, you can still send people the link. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is I make micro content from this and I, I make, you know, 30, 60, 90 second shorts uh, for clients, for myself. And like for myself, when I make, when I make a micro uh, video and I put it on YouTube then I put um, a card at the end and I link to the, to the full recording. And actually that helps drive more people back to the recording. Sure. Um, so I do that for mobility tech and connectivity. And that's a very broad audience in the sense uh, people that are in technology related to how we're connected uh, and how we get around. So connectivity isn't just car connectivity. It could be uh, things like censorship and privacy, data privacy, things like that. IT security, cybersecurity. Um, and obviously cars, flying spaceships, you got Jeff Bezos <laughs> and Elon Musk all competing. I know, man, there's a Tesla spot just not far from me, just down the, just down the way. So those things it's are funny watching these, these the billionaires go into outer space. I'm scratching my head thinking in very phallic looking ships. Yeah. So well, point that out. That was a little awkward. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of them are. You know, especially if you have a dirty mind. <laughs> yeah, I well, the shoe fits. All right, we're going to take one last break, and then I want to come back and talk about how these, uh, you know, how you utilize these things for clients, how this could be of service to someone other than yourself. So hang Great. tight, everybody. Great. We'll be back in just a minute. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking about creativity and music, that's actually my my old band. That's that's my the jingle my, there. I was that curious. My, my composition and yeah, totally self-produced. We did the engineering, everything. We we recorded the horns in my old apartment on 20th Street in Brooklyn. Like literally, they were in my bedroom, and my buddy and I were in the kitchen, and there were mic cords strung all through the apartment, and we couldn't see them. And they're, I'm just like yelling stuff through a microphone that they only they could hear. And it's like <laughs> chaos. I'm like, louder, make that, make the horn screech here, like a car horn. <laughs> Very catchy. Reminds me of the Pink Panther a little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. And that's how it ended up as the, uh, as the show jingle, kind of like that. That's cool. You got, you made your own jingle. I like that. Yeah. I did a bunch of them actually, but uh, yeah, that one stuck. Um, so picking back up where we were talking, you know, we we're talking about auto conversion and uh, what was the other one? MTS. And- yeah. So MTC mobility MTC. tech and connectivity. That's my uh, tech podcast. And then I have the B2B hour. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the other, that's a live show. Right. Interestingly, I don't have a podcast for that show and it doesn't fit into the, the podcast I do have is what I use the MTC show for. It's called auto converse. Uh, but the B2B stuff, I'm sitting here thinking, do I need to launch another podcast? For, do I, do I, but I don't want to. <laughs> so it's right now it's a show that I make co- micro content for. Right. And then there's there's a subscription component for people yeah. with that. And then they somehow benefit from that. We, we just have a few minutes, but I'd love for you to like walk us through that. So people get an understanding of what the offering it is and how it can benefit them. Yeah, I appreciate that because, um, you know, you just signed up yourself to, to be uh, a, what we call a premium member. So, um, so as you, yeah, I like that. Elite. Elite. <laughs> um, you know, we, what's unique about our programming, I call it programming because mm-hmm. it's a, it's set dates and time and there's segments and there's, 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 there's it's, it serves multiple purposes. So at one level, it's a content marketing strategy. I'm inviting people into our world, having conversations like this and different forms, and I'm creating content to keep people 
uh, attracted. It, it attracts new people and it engages people. It's a very effective for, for it's a content marketing strategy that many of us are familiar with. I don't charge people to be on the show. Right. But what I do do is I make the programming available to people to, to leverage for their own media and public relations strategy. So just like this, I'm coming on here to, and to basically uh, get some exposure into your audience. And I'm, all I'm doing is putting in a little bit of prep time and being here. And this is very common media, a type of media appearance. Uh, it doesn't require a ton of work. I, I'm pre-prepared to come and do this. Um, but what if I wanted to take little bits and pieces of this and repurpose it for many different uses? Well, uh, that opens up a whole nother different level of service, right? So we, um, so again, we don't charge for people to come on and be, and participate, but we do create strategies for people to leverage our programming. So here's a good example. I have a friend who tells me a couple of weeks ago, he, he's thinking of starting a podcast with another friend, right? I'm like, great. Well, I actually provide that as a service to help you with that, put together a strategy, handle the technology. He's got a day job and we've sc- scheduled an appointment and he, he bailed on it and his, his employer's giving him pressure. And here we are three weeks later and he's like, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the technology. So I'm like, dude, if you can't make a 20 minute phone call with me happen within three weeks to talk about your podcast, you're going to have a hard time having a podcast. (laughs) Big time. So (laughs) big trouble. Yeah. So I have this, we have a unique environment. I'll say, Hey, look, we have different membership plans. We have a $20 a month plan. We have a 50, we have a hundred and we have a $500 a month plan. And actually the the value of that plan depends on the strategy. So I have one uh, big influencer. We do a live streaming show for him once a month. It comes with a blog post, all the artwork, the live show I produce um, and then I make a podcast for him and it's all defined. And then he pays a certain monthly fee. And now he just comes prepared, just like you have, you know, your studio here, right? You probably pay a fee or have some sort of arrangement to make this happen. Yep. So we are like a studio in that sense. But what's unique is we're recruiting people. We're recruiting subject matter experts, business leaders, owners, entrepreneurs who want to leverage the platform for their media and public relations and we provide some level of service to, to serve that. So I look at it this way. You can do everything in-house, have your own blog, your own podcast, your own everything. And you get to do all the work and hire people and have your own strategy. Um, you can just do media appearances. You can just be a podcast guest and get reference in articles. That's a strategy too. And we're kind of that in-between. We're providing a more strategic, intentional program for your strategy. It doesn't mean you can't have your own internal one without us. And it doesn't mean you should stop making appearances. It's just that middle ground that's no one's really covering. And we bring, we bring a lot of, we bring a lot to the plate, to the table at an extremely cost effective price. I mean, for a hundred bucks a month, you could literally have pretty much your own, you know, own segment on a show. And then you're going to have blogs and social media content and podcasts every month for a hundred bucks a month. I mean, and that's all done. Right. And that's all done for you. You're dropping files that all they have to do is distribute on whatever platform they yeah. choose. It's edited. It's all, it's fully functional yeah. and ready to go. But I'll, I'll, pre- I'll preface this. If you don't have the vision of why you're doing what you're doing, if you don't have the, the, the tenacity and the resilience to keep doing it, well, I can't do that for you. Yeah. I, I can't do that for you. You have to have a game plan. And that leads into our consulting services. We actually have mastermind programs that are extremely cost effective. So we do one-on-one coaching and group coaching and masterminds to help you come up with your vision, your strategy, your game plan, and and what our role within the execution of that is going to be. Because we're not doing everything, but we have a role in some of that. Or you could, you're just going to charge more for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, yeah, it's that all that depends. And so until you take the time to define that, you know, you're just basically throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And I'm basically here to say, I will save you a lot of time and headache on, on, the, you know, the, the strategy, the process, the structure, you know, there's so many different ways to skin a cat. Yeah. And so that and has it, to be defined. And it is a lot of work. Like I, you know, I can, I can testify to that, like starting, like, I'm going to do this all on my own. I'm going to do, you can, especially if you have time. And I think there were some people I, I saw take good advantage of it during the lockdown because a lot of people were stuck at home. And if you were just, you know, 
working remotely or you lost your job and you were getting unemployment and you just like put the work in good for you. And I think you should at, at the end of the day, be able at least to do the base amount of it on your own, just in case like you run out of money or whatever happens. Um, but uh, it is a tremendous amount of work if you're trying to take that all on your own and you are, especially if you are like a business owner or entrepreneur, like it's too much. It's just, like, I've been there where I'm just like, yo, I, I give up. I can't do, yeah, I cannot I, do all of this anymore. Like I learned how to do it, but I'm like, Jesus, man, it's too much. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like bookkeeping, right? It's like, yeah. you want to, you want to know just enough, but you don't want to really want to do it. I want to sit there and do that. Yeah, exactly. That's a great analogy. It is very similar to bookkeeping. I think three months is a good uh, litmus test for people. When people yes. say, I want to start a show or a podcast, I'm like, great. I'll call you in three months, see how that's going. Because yeah. usually that's about how long most people can, can right. tough it and, they, and like a lot of people drop out at that yeah. point. They're just like, it's too much. I have challenges. I've gone months without dropping a podcast episode. And it does keep me up at night. I'm like, I can't. I feel so <laughs> inadequate when I'm not dropping a weekly yeah. episode. Uh, but sometimes you just hit a place where like you can't make that the priority. Yeah, I know. Um, so when you, if you listen to daily, daily podcasts, like, uh, you know, a podcast that publishes every day, Man. there's a business behind that. Yeah. There is a team of people, team. <laughs> there is funding, you know, yeah. there's a lot behind that. They are elite. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. yeah, you don't get into podcasting or any of this just for sport because you, yeah. you, at some point you're like, why am I doing this? And how is it? fulfilling my life you know it takes it takes some stick to itiveness for sure so we got to wrap it up but before we do please let everybody know where they can find out information about you or get in contact with you for um for you know possibly your services or just to check out the shows sure i mean i think if you search me on the web uh just ryan girardi r-y-a-n last name girardi g-e-r-a-r-d-i you'll see whatever whatever search engine you use will show you certain things. He's got that SEO uh, on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, you, you, will, you will not find a whole lot of other Ryan Girardi's. And if you go to ryangirardi.com, it'll just forward you to my LinkedIn profile. And uh, that's probably the best starting point for me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, great stuff today. Thank you. Definitely some, some golden nuggets in there. Um, and we will be making some micro content out of this. You will all get to see that if you follow me on social um, and check Ryan out for sure. Uh, I'll be I'll be in on the, the September B2B hour. I've been on a couple other ones in the past. So look those up as well. And of course, as always, our dear friend, Dr. Lance Knob. Always. Thank you, Lance. Fire. Yes. Thank you. He's Lance. introduced He's- me and you to 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 numerous people. And that's so many. That's the power of networking. It's yeah. great really great um so thank you so much for coming on really a pleasure and we thank will you. we will definitely do this again it's too good we just scratched the surface today so much more i love to it get into that's yeah. consistency man it's a yeah. repetition and consistency it is martial thanks arts. for having that's me how, jeremiah that's that black belt mentality i like there it you thank go. you awesome well you all have a great weekend we'll check in with you next week peace out that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? 
I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 